Hey, there it is. We did it. Oh my God, Finn, don't don't kill me. Welcome to the Roots Report. My name is Patrick. I'm back, and I'm Tim. <laughs> How's it going, back? <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, Tim. I'm back. Oh, it's going great. I uh, hate I missed the last episode. Fantastic episode. Uh, I heard some of your picks. Can't wait to talk about them later. Yep. Um, but we got some more pressing news. What, to... are we, what are we talking about today, Patrick? <laughs> yeah. So we got uh, the FOMC tapering. Student loans. Could they be the next subprime crash? Hyundai completely stops engine dev and moves towards EV. And we're also going to review our last week's podcast and go over QS and PLTR for my choices this is, for 2022. This is what happens when the parents go away for the week. Dad, you said we could have yeah. fun. Yeah, People you broke your stocks that you won't be throughout your back, until right? 2025. Yes, yes, there was I no did. I, supervision. At, at the, <laughs> At the prime age of 30, throughout my back, uh, and became completely immobilized. Um, We've I all tell been you there. What, it's, really, it's, it's really hard to trade uh, on your back on the floor. It's it's very difficult to do. What? You have your phone. That's like the best way to trade. Yeah, it hit me in the face twice when Hood. I was holding it over my head, so I quit. <laughs> that is so pathetic. <laughs> Just the idea of you immobilized on your back. And dropping your phone on your own face. <laughs> it just hurts so bad. Just, like, shame on me. Like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So after it fell the second time, uh, no broken teeth, thank goodness. But after it fell the second time, I was like, I'm done. I am out of here. It's better than me. I my favorite podcast. Dropped like a plate on my face like the day after New Year's. How? I was like. Do, doing dishes and I was like putting them away and I was just like I don't know not uh, thinking I was like I was gonna ask I was you like, where the fuck is the your sink right. I was like lifting them above my head to like put them back on the shelf and the top one just like slid off and like nailed me right in the forehead and look people people are gonna wonder uh, Tim you're normal height correct yeah yeah Yeah. okay people are gonna be Six visualizing foot. this when they're listening to it so yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah uh, definitely broken uh, broken plate for sure but Head's okay, so that's all that matters. That's literally all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless you're talking about the stock market, which case, I guess the only thing that matters right now isn't coronavirus, isn't Ukraine and Russia or China and Taiwan. The only thing the market really cares about right now uh, are interest rates. The Fed doing a little tapering, doing a little dancing, doing a little hiking. Yeah, so... Correct me if I'm wrong, but everything but um, transitory. The the rates aren't changing right now, but the uh, tapering is going to happen faster than expected. So, absolutely. So at the mark the sell off we saw in the market uh, after the FOMC minutes came out, I would say is borderline embarrassing as a professional. Like, I don't understand how this wasn't already priced in. These this wasn't anything new. Yeah. I'm not sure if the, the the most logical thing to me is that this was just an excuse to short the market. Right. And I, that's what I else, think. Too. Everyone knew this was happening. Right. Yeah. The real question is, are we going to have three rates or four rate hikes? 
in yeah. 2022. We know they're going to be a quarter, right? 0.25%. Yep. Which is good. It's safe and it, and it needs to happen for tapering. You can debate whether we should have done it last year, whether we should be doing it right now with Omicron being more contagious. But the fact is it's happening and everyone knew about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in the so, previous paper hands beware. meetings. They spelled yeah. it out. But it's it's interesting because I don't know if you guys really track uh, net asset value on any of like the ETFs that you own. But um, SPY had a, a net asset value that was like $30 under where it was previously and in now, 2019 right sorry and 2019 no no no, no. like a couple of weeks ago oh okay and uh now it's pulled back i'm gonna check right now but i'm pretty sure it's back in line yeah so it's it, like at the net asset value right now so it was just a pull back to where it actually should be so was everything overpriced and this was just an excuse to do a bit of a pullback maybe but we've also recovered a lot since. Well, what you're talking about is uh, the net asset value of the stocks that comprise the S&P, the 500. S&P 500 as opposed to the SPY ETF, right? Sorry, the SPY ETF is what I'm... Right, so yeah. for people who don't understand, the S&P 500 is an index and it is a collection of stocks and the SPY... PY is an ETF that tracks that collection and is it's a, it's traded separately. Uh, so if basically that would be like an arbitrage situation when you see uh, like <clears throat> Bitcoin and a mining company. Right. Well, kind of. I mean, except for that they're directly there's like more, they buy yeah, more correlation specifically those things. Yeah. They, they buy the equally weighted portfolio of oh, the S&P. Well, I mean, it was like when Spy when when the S and P five hundred goes up, spy goes up. When the S and P S and P five hundred goes down, spy goes down by the same amount. Yeah, right. Intentionally, in theory. Yeah. yeah, and then so it's if you if you see a difference between like, oh, the SPY is going up, but the S and P is going down, then obviously that's a mistake. So that's like an arbitrage situation where you should know that this is worth more money. So for whatever reason, there was a difference there is what you're saying, Tim, by how yeah, much? Yeah, it was uh, like $20. It, it was quite and a bit. And now it's I would relatively argue, even. I would argue that's exactly what should have been. I mean, if you look at SPY, and, and this is actually one of the things I want to talk about today, because you know me, uh, listeners, I love SPY. But I'm thinking about switching over to a more uh, equal-weighted S&P index, uh, ETF. Are just you still because... looking for the S and P, or would you go something like the Russell? I know no, you, I... you hate it. <laughs> you know me and the Russell. Uh, no, because <laughs> no, it's a great question. No, that's actually not a bad question because uh, America's not going into lockdown a lot, and and that can be said for other companies uh, in the world. So focusing on on the Russell, right, on U.S. based companies, yeah, that's not a bad idea, right? They don't allow blank check companies in there, so you're not going to have any of this SPAC uh, issues going on. But w- what can easily be explained is that Apple, which is about 6% of SPY, hit $3 trillion, right? The first company ever. Congratulations. Yeah. Right. And then Tesla also just blew the park out with their delivery numbers, shooting Tesla up super high. And that's another 6% of SPY. But yeah. I don't think Apple and Tesla, I don't think these all-time highs are 
maintainable in this upcoming market climate. So I'm looking for more equal weighted. Yeah. So uh, S&P index. Uh, recently, they've actually rebalanced a little bit. Um, Apple's back they, to. They did. They did. Apple's back to 5.9%. Microsoft is 5.6%. Amazon's for Facebook two and Tesla's all the way down at 1.4. Oh, really? Yeah. They, oh. they own more Berkshire Hathaway B class than they do Tesla. All right. Well, gotta love that Burke B. Yeah. Gotta love that Burke B. Burke B. What's it at now? Hi, whatever it is out of my price range. Burke B. Uh, that's no. Burke A. Oh wait, that's Burke Burke B. B. Oh yeah, Burke A. Well, Burke isn't B's like the, Burke B's like the, the still wolf. like three hundred? Wow, damn. I thought it was in like the thousands still. No, no, no. Let me see. I've got a Burke. Wow, two seventy last year at the beginning of December. It was two seventy five. If you were looking see, at I've... a S and P five hundred ETFs, do you think they should? Uh, do you think managers should be on the lookout for student loans as a potential risk factor? Oh, that's, that's a great segue, but fantastic with? segue. However, I really want to brag real fast. I have a, <laughs> a, a Burke B290 call um, that's up 55%. Um, right on. It's a leap. Inspires when did you buy it? 19, 2024, added on the 7th of December. Wow. Nice. nice. Yeah. So, you know what? It's not the sexiest stock because I mean, you know, it is I'll, when you do options. in a month, I'll go up three hundred or down to zero percent on spy like forty times. But for a save, you know, if you think of this as like a savings account, those are great fucking returns. Yep. But the best savings account or the best returns might be uh, taking out student loans and. Going to college to get an education. Why don't you take out student loans and then gamble it in options? I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, if if my son doesn't do that, I I will have failed as a father. <laughs> you cannot lose. Uh, you, you can you can very easily lose. Yeah. No, you, you just never pay the student loans lose. back. Well, <laughs> you kind of <laughs> need the student loans to like pay for the school slash living while you're at school. You're better off why, with though? weekly. Isn't that what like yeah. the football program's for? Doesn't like they <laughs> yeah, really make like billions of dollars? I feel like they could probably hand out a few more scholarships for the fans. Higher education is a scam. It is a scam. However, as much as I hate my college, I really did love my time there and Well, yeah, it's a party. I would probably probably recommend it. Yeah. Well, well also, it was, for four straight I, years. I still think you have to go because you need the piece of paper, but it's not like it's so dumb. But yeah, yeah. Well, I would like to imagine in, in thirty years we're, we're beyond that. But no, no, way. I I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know. It's interesting. It's a lot of money for a piece of paper. Anyway, we were reading. There was an interesting article in our DD that went over the potential risk factors of student loans being the next subprime crash basically they are currently uh viewed kind of like how mortgages were pre-2008 um where if there's uh yeah if they're ever like declared as canceled you know if like the government cancels student loan debt or 
uh, anything like that, it could cause like a cascade effect similar to that. Well, if they're going to cancel the student loan debt, would they not have to pay it off to the yeah, like, creditors like, slash money. the universities? Like, you can't just evaporate it. I mean, like, oh, it never as existed. the government, I think they can, but it is uh, backed by the government, like literally. Well, yeah, oh, but so like, well, what about this? Yeah, okay. Boils down. All, all of the universities all of a sudden don't have the money that they've been given by the creditors, i.e., the banks that have given credit loans for student loans. Well, so there's student loans and there are federal loans. I feel like the federal loans would probably be easier to get rid of than student loans. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and uh, actually, the article went over that as well, is that I think private loans, if I'm remembering correctly, it was about $300 billion, but there's $1.4 trillion in federal loans. Yeah. Oh, wow. Dang. I worked three to four jobs to come out of college debt free. Uh, I had a I lot of scholarships. Lot of I, in, I invested my grant money lot. to come out of college debt free. See, there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, I'm actually pretty torn. Uh, Says the guy who is just bashing investing your student loan money. <laughs> no, I know I'm, I'm, I'm bashing my son if he doesn't invest in student loan money. Yeah, are you kidding me? No, I was saying that's the worst thing to do, but in fact, I did that. <laughs> No, I I don't think it's a bad thing to do at all. Uh, just gotta be careful. It's definitely, right. you have to be smart. You can't you can't learn about stocks when you're 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 you can't move into your dorm and your new roommate tells you about stocks and then you do that the next day. You need to be you need to be investing since you were like twelve or thirteen, and and, and be ready for this. Yeah, just like to but shoot. I mean, if you're an options trader at eighteen and you've been doing it for five or six years and you're really good at it, then I feel like you just have a career on YouTube until that dries up and then you don't have a college degree. But that's okay because you can trade options, so what else do you need to do with your life? Exactly. Jesus, yeah. Imagine just, like, imagine being major and just, like, day trades <laughs> all day. That'd it's be fun. so much fun. It's great. Hey, I made a lot of money this morning. I'm gonna, I mean, except for, like, the Discord. Uh, if, if I wasn't, like, super active, like, in the Discord, uh, yeah, I could like put my phone down and and sleep or do whatever I wanted to. But I like to stay stay on top of the market. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But let me tell you what. Oh, do I hate working for the man? And it's not. I love the corporate structure. I just hate working for idiots. Yeah. And that just seems to be the only people who get promoted. <laughs> hmm. But why do you think you that know, is? Just compliance. Uh, uh, oh no, you yes fail upwards. For- yeah, you fail upwards. Um, there's uh, a theory about um, promoting to your maximum limit. So basically, if you're good at your job, you get a promotion. You're good at that job, you get a promotion. You're good at that job, you get a promotion. And you keep getting promoted until you're not good at that job anymore and you're just stuck there. So that's why we have all these shitty bosses because they've gone as far as they can go. Oh. oh. Right, makes sense. It's really, it's mind-boggling. So I just looked it up. Uh, it was one hundred and twenty-three billion in private versus one point four seven trillion in student loans, according to that article. Hmm. And the real danger comes from people not being able to or unwilling to pay back their student loans, causing a, a cascade of defaults. I mean, I had a buddy take out a hundred thousand dollars in student loans, and. Uh, probably spend half of it on cocaine. 
Nice. Uh, I would I would appreciate it if my tax dollars didn't go to didn't go towards paying that off when I worked so hard. But I get it. I don't truly get it, but I get it. Yeah. <clears throat> it is crushing. It is dead itself. This is a completely different podcast episode, but like dead is crushing the the, the middle class and millennials. Yeah. Um. To it the really point is. where we can't buy Teslas. And in Lucid's, we have to buy, like, Hyundai's. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You guys haven't really felt this yet. I'm sure you have a little tiny bit. But, like, the housing prices where I'm from here in Ontario have gone up so much. It's ridiculous. They've gone up everywhere. house for, like, less than half a million in Toronto. No, there's, like, nothing for, like, less than a million in Toronto. Like, you'd be hard-pressed to find anything for, like less than 700,000 to where I live, which is like an hour out what, outside of Toronto and like the suburbs. Right. And then so there's what like, what is we go to Toronto and we sell cardboard boxes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. there's like what bank two grand for rent or something. Probably. Uh, like 28. If you're looking at getting like a decent two bedroom spot. Yeah. Cause that's like what my girlfriend and I have slash like, price yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's basically it's, like it's New York or California or what San Francisco, or, where or, it's like yeah, possible Tampa. to live there. Tampa's the number one growing area. You Jeez. know, the place is growing when you get when that city gets its own uh, reality show on Netflix. That's how you know you've truly made you've it. really made it, huh? You've really made it when they get a Tampa selling Tampa Bay or whatever it's called on Netflix. Hmm. In Tampa, do they do they have any uh, EV docks in Tampa yet? Are they like widespread? Do you see them everywhere? Charging stations? Yeah, yeah. Um, every, every once in a while, we'll go downtown, go to a parking, like, not a garage, but like a parking lot. And there are like, there are a couple EV places there. Hmm. They're never full. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would almost be worth getting an EV car just to park closer. Because <laughs> you get one of those compact cars, one of those small ones, you know, the ones that like trucks eat for breakfast. Right. Like a, like a Mini Cooper? Or like a, no, no, they're like, like no, the like smart a, car. Like a, the smart, the smart car. Oh, uh, do you have those yeah, in Canada? Like, we do have smart cars. Yeah, but they suck. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine a smart car versus a moose? Can you run car a car off? You'd of probably syrup? fit underneath of it. Probably not. Uh, how much <laughs> of this is Finn gonna cut out? I'm gonna guess all of it. <laughs> I was trying it. to lead someone into saying. Hyundai. 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 Yeah, I said Hyundai. Hyundai. I said uh, Hyundai. You skipped right over my segue. I was like, "Whoa, we yeah, can't afford Lucid or Tesla. We can only afford Hyundai's, which, by the way, are still expensive cars." But then you're like, "No, let me tell you about the housing market in Toronto." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. I noticed that. It was funny. Uh, oh, all right. Wait, wait a second. All right, you ready for this? Uh, Patrick, going from subprime crashes to actual crashes. Uh, let's talk about cars. Um, what's going on with Hyundai? Uh, yeah, they, uh, are going full EV. They took all their engineers out of engine development and are now doing EV development only. So their 2023 fleet's going to be full electric? Yeah, I would assume so, considering they're not developing new cars. Wow. Good for them. Wow. Full stop. Yeah, it's going to be a bright new future. The internal combustion engine is setting it is it's over 
is is yeah. that is that because there's gonna be less smog on the road? Is that why it's so bright, or because we need the sun for solar powered cars? Both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. <laughs> Nissan's <laughs> moving to to EV. They said they're gonna be all EV, but that's by 2028. So that's that'll. Hyundai looks much more aggressive, and Ford is doubling their F one fifty Lightning production. Well, just yeah, because I they're think... not developing new engines or doing more research into new engines, doesn't mean that they're going to completely they're still gonna sell the cars. Yeah, they're, they're still, still going to sell cars, old I technology see. for it. Yeah, but they're not going to be putting R and D money into yeah. new combustion engines. So, my question is. Do you fire everyone and hire EV engineers? Or they just moved them over. I feel like that's going to be almost uh, not detrimental, but I feel like it's going to be a laggard to their success. Because I don't know, like the old guard who's just dealt with combustion engines, right? I feel like a lot know, of Elon would just hire anyone who knows the most about EV motors, not just the guy who used to work for him on something else. But a lot of the mechanics of the cars all still operate the same. The engine is different, but like, I don't know, the drivetrain, the steering column, how the doors open, the sunroof, all of that, jazz, oh, yeah. oh, oh, definitely. that's all still yeah. the same, right? So you probably yeah. need to hire a EV section, yeah, but I don't know. People may have gotten Maybe. fired. Yeah, they may do some trimming, uh, yeah. and it, especially like as it goes on, we'll see who is who works out who doesn't that's what i would do if i were them yeah see who, Hyundai, who can adapt that's a who public can. company hmm. yeah yeah so uh, if you're if you're training hyundai that's something i would i would keep an eye on their indeeds page yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah really yeah that would actually be a decent thing to look at gauge if they're uh and if you're not me- measuring success in, inside <clears throat> their team or not yeah but and if you're not trading Hyundai, you could always trade a QS or Palantir. What According you to you and I last week, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think yeah, about that? So I wanted to hear some of your thoughts. I know you, you said them last week, but I, I like to bring them back up and, and talk a little bit more about them. Um, Patrick, I know you love Palantir. I've I've serenaded you with a song, <laughs> and I can't sing. So then I got someone else who actually can sing. <laughs> yeah. He serenaded you with a song. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was, it was pretty a good. great song. Um, but I want to hear from your mouth. Right, I want you to look me in the eye and tell me why you think Palantir is going to go up this year. What's going to be different for it this I'm year than I'm than still last bullish. Year? It dropped a is lot. Is it the government this week contracts? Still like, just... how many more government contracts can they get? I mean. All of them. That's that was part of uh, my diligence <laughs> into plan. it is that their market is basically limitless. I mean, they can apply their technology to any company, and they are like the only real game in town. Like they're definitely the best. It's kind of like so, I would why I would con- buy them? compare them to Tesla in the way that like other people have EVs. But their EVs don't really work. And then Tesla is like, they, they not only it. have it, it's really good. I gotcha. Okay. So, All I mean, right. like, they could just, they get contracts. And the thing, uh, actually, part of what I was bullish on last week, or no, it was, man, it's been a long week. That was like three days ago. 
but they announced a a partnership. I think with it was Hyundai, uh, Heavy Industries, and which makes like the most. It's the biggest boat maker in the world. Um, and they're going to adopt software from Palantir. And so it's not only like that, that company and that contract is going to be, uh, adding money, which it was only like $25 million. It wasn't like that much, but now every, uh, person who wants to, every company that wants to do business with them is going to need Palantir as a service as well in order to integrate with Hyundai Heavy Motors. Uh, oh, wow. For heavy industries. I like it. Now, uh, remind me, did you have an end-of-year price target End of for this year? PLTR? Yeah, um, for 2022? It's hard to say. I would say, just off the cuff, uh, I'm going to say $50. You say $50? You think that's a fair value for yeah, it? Yeah, and I would say... Around. If it keeps up its current rate of contracts and the shorts go away, yeah, that's the thing. It's hard to say with uh, how the market works, right? So it's not always that, um, you know, just because it's worth X amount doesn't mean that the price, the share price, reflects that. No, absolutely. I mean, we've seen that literally in, in the last two weeks with all these tech companies. You know. Um, like I, we were talking about before, it's almost like Wall Street forgot December and forgot that interest rate Fed hikes or Fed hikes were coming, right? Yeah. So we've seen you know like Descaler drop from three twenty five down to two seventy five in three days, right? Based on old news, it's uh, it's infuriating. Oh, can you guess? I had a couple of ZS uh, calls, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. It is hard to predict in, in such a market. So I guess a better question. Um, than an overall end of year price target. You you feel safe with your money in this investment. Yeah, you just like pound two. I just I'm a long term type of guy for this. Long term. Yeah. Fuck so fuck twenty twenty two. Fuck twenty twenty three. I'm here. Me and Palantir are gonna retire together. Right. Now that is actually a great segue into QS <laughs> because they've come out and said that they're not gonna be profitable until twenty twenty five. And in this current environment where we're going to see three possibly four rate hikes this year it's not going to be good for for companies that aren't profitable yet so i wanted to hear uh a little bit more from you tim about why you're so bullish on qs yeah um they've been very close on their past couple earnings over the past few quarters here so we'll see but so you like the books if if they say uh it's not going to be until 2025 then sure we'll we'll see but um i don't know i do still think there's potential for growth because Ton, tons of growth it, it's not like it's making profit right now it's not supposed to be posting revenue numbers it's supposed to be developing right so yes the cost of money is going up but it's sitting at a fairly low price point right now from where it's run and it's actually come back down to where it was before the run even started and like the big hype, the hype happened. So I feel like it's still in a good buying area it, that you it's what, a, at around a fair value. I fucking love that. I think that's exactly what every uh, 
EV battery charging station plays should be right now. None of them should be posting revenue. They yeah. should be trying to buy up as many parking lots as possible in every major city to charge and, and, and you know, by charging to buy parking lots to, to charge EVs. So, or I do battery it. development or whatever battery your specific right. stick is. Yeah. Like EV, this isn't EV's not here yet. This is if, if it's coming, EV is it's coming. The dot com era, right? This is Ask Jeeves. This is like. Uh, encyclopedia first First, we're not there yet there's no google there's no facebook oh tesla's google but we're not there yet like i think there's a lot of room to grow you you can say like first we need car companies to get organized to be developing cars and to basically like have orders out for what they need and then you need all the companies that are supplying the batteries the parts for all the cars which kind of sort of exist we need like more chips and stuff for the auto manufacturing industry so there's a, yeah. a lot of room for growth and development within the EV industry. Maybe not necessarily in auto manufacturers themselves, although I do think there is still some room to grow there, but in the like facilitating industries as well. Yeah, I mean, look or, at advanced auto parts, right? Yeah. Absolutely mind-boggling stock. I put it right next to Chipotle or Samuel Adams when it was like, two thousand dollars remember whenever i did the dd about advanced auto parts yeah Mm -hmm. you got the ticker wrong and i was like i don't know what you're talking about tim but this is very interesting stuff yeah and like back at that time it was like 220 dollars. now it's 240 that would have been a good call yeah yeah not a bad one we should have accidentally done that one instead uh whatever aap um app also did good app dude app is on fire have you seen have you looked at the chart yeah. lately what what was it at whenever we reviewed it like 60s 50s uh i think it was in the 50s 82 right now it's it's been above 100 though it's been yeah, above we got, to, we got to 116 so i mean like that would have yeah i would say it's probably one of our best dds as well going from i think i got it at 57 i sold it around like 90 i think sure yeah uh Clearly, still too soon, but yeah, you know, it's, it's impossible to guess the top. It's impossible to guess the bottom. As long as you're green. Right? I'll hey, tell you how to guess the bottom. You buy every dip <laughs> Yo. until I mean, it stops dipping. I mean, it, it, you'll get the bottom every you time. Buy, it works. <laughs> I haven't done the math just because I'm too lazy, but I'm, one day I'll do it. Yeah, I think if you, well, if you just bought the share, just buy one share every time there's a dip. And then you just wait for it to rip. I think it would Depends work. on uh, yeah. what, yeah, every time it makes a new low. Yeah. Depends on what your time frame was, I guess. Yeah. Or how much you bought the dip. A lot of bots do that. They sell after like an X amount pullback and then buy whenever it uh, like go- breaks above the previous dip or something like oh, that. Dude. I don't know. You can set them up however you want, obviously. It's so interesting to watch the like the major charts on low volume weeks like Thanksgiving and Spy. Because you can just see like the algorithms at play. Like as soon as yeah. uh like like spy touches like the, the bottom B band, it just shoots straight up to the top B band and then it sells right off again. And it's just it's all bots. It's crazy. I wonder what percentage of the market is just automated bot trading. Ninety nine point nine percent. It's all see, bots. That's that's what everyone says, but my question is then why do we have low volume weeks like Thanksgiving and vac and like because the bots aren't training the bots vacation? Yeah. <laughs> They, they don't turn the bots off. Yeah, turn them here. off. Oh, oh shit! It's Christmas. I forgot Mike's on vacation. No one turned the the algo bot on. <laughs> they come no back to the like robot. millionaires because no one else was trading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what happened over the Who am I kidding? They're actually already molly- millionaires, so it doesn't matter. Multi, multi-millionaires. But, you know, enjoy your 3% return from your hedge fund, guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but if anyone here, if anyone listening to this podcast does have, uh, is a part of a hedge fund, we'd love to have you on. And Al- algorithmic trading is accounting for 60 to 73% of trading in the United States, States equity market as of uh, August 26, 2021. Yeah, I mean, part of that's yeah. the high 99%. frequency like in which said. they do it, too. Yeah. So, interesting. Like, about 70%, we'll say. 60 to 73. So, that's a lot, though. Wow. That is a lot. Hmm. And the top 10% owns 90% of the stocks. Yeah. There's some rich-ass bots. For real. I wonder what bots well, do with f- all their money, all their gains. They buy that's NFTs. Much... Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that's, NFTs. that's why they, they're so expensive. The trading <laughs> bots are buying them. Oh, God. Those I am bots. in love with this GIF. This GIF is sexy. I will bet $5,000. <laughs> bet Meow $1 million. <laughs> I wonder what if they have like RSI for NFTs now. Oh, Stuff like that. I don't even know. It's freaking silly. That'd be dope. This NFT is oversold. Yeah. <laughs> maybe but how can an nft be oversold i thought the whole point of nfts where they they're in no but they're individual right everyone's unique well, i thought you, you could have, have seven thousand like, of yeah, the same one seven thousand or ten thousand of it, one nft or something like that can't you yeah like there's yeah, a set I'm limit just being, i'm just i'm just being facetious over here for, hey for for the for the audience who was wondering that question good word because i own five nfts of the same album Ooh. i'm aware there's multiple copies uh have you tried no, uh sounds... copy and pasting it does that work i know the the v button's broken on my i can show you how to double those five <laughs> nfts into 12 NS- nfts or 10 what a and double into show, 12. And then i'll show you how and then i'll show you how to amazing math. yep <laughs> tim the baker over here yep. yeah tim's dozen <laughs> tim's dozen well Baker's that's pretty much all i have uh for the podcast today except i have to say one thing and i've been saying it for a long time but my official call in 2022 stay away from peloton <laughs> not peloton peloton short would you say uh short it burn to the ground i mean yeah uh i feel like i if i was one of those dumbass hedge funds who are like no no we're gonna all go right. all in a short GameStop, i would go all in a short peloton majors uh, call Peloton shorts. Stay away. Spy long. Uh, Peloton short. And dear Lord. So this is my biggest thing. I was trying to tell one of the guys in the Discord, right? Like, you, there's still money to be made in 2022. Just like there's money to be made. Like, So let me start from the beginning. In 2020, you could buy anything and it would go up. And you made money, right? In 2021, half the things you could buy were going to go up. And 2022, I'm not going to say it's going to be 25%, right? But you're going to have to be way more selective. You can still buy tech stocks, but you're going to need to buy the right the, the name brand, the big boy tech stocks, right? Like, this is going to be a lot choppier of, of a year. If if I'm going to go on EV, I'm going to go less speculation, and I'm going to go more into, like, Tesla. Or Ford. Right? It, 
or Ford, right? If I'm going to go into or Hyundai, a chip maker, right? Instead of Intel, right? Instead of betting on Intel, I'm going to stick with AMD or Nvidia, right? Like I can still pick tech plays. I can still make money in 2022, but I can't just blindly throw money at the queues uh, and then expect to pay off my mortgage at the end of the year. Yeah. That's uh, my official takeaway. To live in 2020 again. I would redo 2019 to have a 2020 again. <laughs> yeah. Stock market-wise. I mean, the market was good in 2018, 2019. Yeah. You know, Jay Powell is still there. Yeah, Trump just pumped the market constantly. Yeah, it was, it was fun times. Yeah. Hey, have you looked at coal stocks during the Trump era, though? They all went down. That makes me laugh inside. <laughs> Like wasn't he the tr- wasn't he the coal guy? I have no idea. Yeah. Wasn't he the coal guy? Yeah, he was all about the coal. He was but, all yeah, about like, the orange. He was he was all about whatever he was at the minute. I mean, I don't think yeah. the guy didn't have a, a single thought for very long, save for yeah. whatever was the twenty four hour news cycle. Yeah, that's true. I can't wait till Roots Research grows into a twenty four hour news cycle. That would be the best. We'll, our, we'll have our foreign, foreign ba-do, correspondents ba-do, ba-do, take ba-do, over ba-do, in ba-do. off hours. Yeah. <laughs> we make them dress <laughs> exactly like us. <laughs> <laughs> this Yo, is your uniform. This, get, this is mean we all get Roots Research uh, t-shirts. Can we f- yeah. please do that already? Come on. I know. We were going to do that like, what, a year ago? <laughs> like way before we were even talking about doing anything media related. And then oh, that's true. We just wanted t-shirts. Jumped in on wanted... this. Greg, we should just get ourselves uniforms. Company hey, expense shipped to everybody. Do you want a Roots Research t-shirt? Do you barely like this podcast and yet want to support it uh, in a mundane way? Like wear a t-shirt sponsored by us out in public? That's weird, and I love it. And if you do, let us know in the Discord or tweet at us. Say, I want a t-shirt, Tim. Yeah. If you come into the Discord and say, I want a t-shirt, Tim. We're getting shirts. Get he's he's, he's bound to do it. His customer service is off the point. Yeah. He'll, I mean, you know, he might go to Walmart or wherever they have up. In, he might go to no, Tim, 100% Tim, Tim I will be making it myself. And I will, I will ship it to <laughs> you myself. Sharpie. You're going to Sharpie an RR. Yep. Yep. But it'll be there. Don't worry. That would be, once we're famous, that'll be worth so much money. The original. The original. The original shirt. The original shirt. shirt. Yeah. shirt. Yeah, because I'm sure Warren Buffett shirts are going for just uh, thousands and thousands of dollars on, on when, eBay. When he did his uh, <laughs> podcast in Omaha. Yeah. He did the original signature. You think Warren Buffett listens to the podcast? All right, I think that's cute. He'll, listen, that's to cute to go. <laughs> He'll listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, speaking of famous people on this podcast, though, uh, we want to get Elon Musk on. So if you could tweet at Elon Musk and tell him to listen to the Roots Report uh, and to come on, tell him, tell him we're going to ask him some of the easiest and some of the hardest questions uh, he's ever going to have in an interview. Yeah, we're going to have to come up with like some quantum physics questions for him. Bro, all I do is I lay at night and I think about interview questions for Elon. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you guys do? Is that how you guys fall asleep? That's not how you... you... No. Just imagine Just yourself count. interviewing Elon Musk. Yeah, it puts me to sleep every time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's one of the most, like, uh, I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but he is uh, a genius and 
worth listening to. Right. Same thoughts. Like my dad always said, take all the free advice, but be careful for the things you pay for. Yeah, very true. Very true. All right, let's cue this outro. And we'll cue the outro. Thank you for listening to The Roots Report by Roots Research, LLC. Everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between hosts. This is not financial advice, as we are not financial advisors. Please be sure to share, follow us on Twitter, Spotify, and join our Discord. Links are in the description below. This has been The Roots Report, and stay rooted.